I'm so glad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you, if, what they say at church? I was glad when they said unto me, let us okay. go into the house of Black at Work Pod. <laughs> Let's get right up into it. I'm so happy to be here today. If you have a fuck you, you know what to do. Send them to us here at blackatworkpod at gmail.com. You can also write in anonymously on our website, blackatworkpod.com, or hit us up on social media at blackatworkpod everywhere. First, fuck you today comes from Raina. Raina says, I'm an account specialist at an accounting firm on the East Coast. When COVID hit, my best friend, who we call Tia, lost her job when the back she worked at permanently closed. I think she meant the bank. Okay. Being the good best friend, I, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I'm like, am I tripping? <laughs> Not the back. Right. I'm going to have to pull up this email. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Okay. So when COVID hit, my best friend who we call Tia lost her job when the back she worked at permanently closely. I think that meant the bank. Being the good best friend I am and because she is my godson's mother, I went against every bone in my body and heavily pushed my team leader to hire my best friend on the team, even though she was unqualified. I really think they ultimately gave her the job because they could pay her significantly significantly less than someone with experience. After her hire, I was, of course, burdened with the task of training her. Training was horrible. At first, it was fun with her randomly coming to my house in the middle of the day and we train, but really we was just kicking it and having fun. So when the training period was over, I kind of blamed myself for her not really knowing the job. So I started doing a lot of work for her. It wasn't until a week ago I got annoyed and said something to her. She got an attitude, but called me back the next day to apologize and promise to take her work more seriously. So come Wednesday this week, one of my other coworkers I'm cool with told me some of the people on our team were not pleased with her performance or the fact that she is never available to chat and is always an idol. She also mentioned several people were making comments and that I need to check Tia. Well, I checked her instead and decided to talk to Tia by myself last night. The convo did not go well. She got defensive and we started arguing heavy. I reminded her that I got her the job and that she's embarrassing me. She straight up told me she doesn't care and fuck me. So this fuck you is for my former friend, Miss Tia. Girl, fuck you. While you're running around the city trying to be every woman to a married man who don't want you is your problem now. You can't Ooh. focus. <laughs> <laughs> Why do y'all read these people so bad? <laughs> these are definitely our coworkers. You can't focus on your child, your bag, or our friendship. I sincerely hope you find yourself, but a friend of mine, you will never be again. We've been through so much and you let some stupid shit damage our friendship. You deserve to go through whatever you're going to go through when your ass gets fired. I will help my guy, baby, but you can seriously eat a dick. Signed, your former <laughs> friend, Raina. P.A. I knew she would be a terrible hire because she never keeps jobs and she promised me she would show up for this one. My fault for believing in you. Damn. 
Whew, that was a lot, I must say. Um, intense. Okay. Yeah, very intense. So let me pause for a second because I have issue, and maybe I'm tripping on this and you can tell me, but I have issue with your team members. Is that what she said? Coming to you, telling you that you need to check her? Are you the big bird? Like, that's not your job to check her? What? I, I don't like that, first of all. Secondly, sorry, boo. I'm sorry, um, Raina, but this is on you. If you knew your best friend was not a good employee to nobody and you knew your name or reputation was on the line, regardless of her needing money or whatever, I just would have said no or not even offered that. What you think, Anissa? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like if I know my friend is a shitty employee, (laughs) I'm not going to recommend her for a job that I work for, especially if I know it's going to make my job even harder. <laughs> like if right. if we're doing something that's going to like have to bounce off of each other, like I'm not going to recommend you for the job. I just be like, girl, we not hiring no more respect hashtag respectfully. And, but I help you find a job. I help you with your resume. Um, Right. Yeah. That's what I would have did. I would have been like, girl, I'll help you get hired at Target or whatever. Like, but my job wouldn't have been it, especially if, <laughs> especially if I was going to be clown for even recommending you. Nah, nah, but I, I don't know about y'all friendship. I don't know how long y'all been friends. I don't think it's a friendship breakable offense. Like maybe y'all are just mad for right now. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I I don't think it is. But the fact that, you know, you do have friends that do get defensive when you bring stuff to them. Um, So, I mean, you just got to know how to you just have to know your friend, you know, like like you're saying, you know how long you've been this girl's friend. But the fact that you don't put her business out here, talking about she out here running around with close your legs to married men. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if y'all come back from your friendship if she heard this show. Right, girl. Right, but your friend listen to the show because it's a rap. You saw her to go eat a dick like sis. Girl, I hope your name ain't even Raina. She can't even chase this back to you. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. I mean, if it's if y'all been friends for like a long, long time, like ten years, seven years, like try to try to fix it. You know, life is too short. But um, I mean, I don't think it's worth oh I don't think it's worth losing your friendship over a job is what I'm trying to say but if it's that serious for you then do what makes you happy honestly sis that's how I feel about it but if you have a fuck you that was a good one um (laughs) send them to us here at black at work pod at gmail.com to our email you can also write in anonymously on our website black at work pod.com or hit us up on social media uh, at black at work pod All right, guys, as a reminder, our show format has changed. Um, We are reading fuck yous throughout the entire show or not fuck yous, but just black at work experiences throughout the entire show. So the rest of the stories we read in our former down to business segment now called the stairwell, get into it. So let's go ahead and get to the water cooler. Rapper Little Wayne. Latunchi, uh, what does we call him? Beelzebub, no, I'm just playing. Hot boy. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just we, 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 we used to love Weezy F, baby. 
But when we determined that the F was for fuck out of here, we dropped this nigga. (laughs) So earlier this week, he was pardoned along with other rappers like Kodak Black and a bunch of other sorry ass motherfuckers by former President 45. We will not glorify this bitch with any names anymore on this show. But um, Steve Bannon, Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, Kwame Kilpatrick. So Lil Wayne's management team came out and said that his support of Donald Trump was not done for a pardon. I really wish you would just shut the fuck up because I would have rather you said that you did it for a pardon. Then you come out and say that you didn't do it. Like, if you hadn't done that shit for, I would have understood. I would have. As a matter of fact, when I found out you got pardoned, I was like, okay, I see why you did it. But now you saying that you didn't do it for a pardon? Nigga, fuck you. Heck yeah. Like, and then the fact that y'all, Kodak Black, Kodak Black Lil Wayne, y'all coming out thanking Trump on Instagram and stuff on social media. Like, no, I wouldn't have thanked him. I would have tweeted it or posted on my story and said, that's the least you could do. And thank you. For, I mean, I wouldn't even say thank you. Like, well, that's, that's the least, the least you, can, you can do. Yeah, that's the least you can do. <laughs> that's the least you can do because you ain't done uh, nothing else. So um, I deserve to be pardoned. That's, I mean, it's the least you could do. Like, y'all should not be on here thanking this man. He hasn't done anything for any of us. You being pardoned, I mean, y'all didn't do enough of a crime to be in there anyway in the first place. So they need to let people out that ain't in there doing crazy shit. The least you can do. So who didn't get a fucking pardon? (laughs) And this is hilarious because this nigga swore up and down he was getting a pardon. Joe Exotic, I hope y'all remember him from... (laughs) The Netflix series, Tiger King, Joe Exotic, he was the main character. You guys know he got sentenced to, what, 22 years for plotting to kill Carol Baskins, who killed her husband. Bitch, you did it. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) when he got famous after the Tiger King documentary, I don't know where he got the assumption that he was going to get pardoned. But this nigga rolled out all the stops. He had him a hairstylist on deck, a limo on deck, a designer on deck, ready to escort him out the prison on Trump's last day in office and still didn't get pardoned. Let me share with y'all what he tweeted. First of all, nigga, how are you tweeting from jail? But okay, fuck that, fuck that. Um, He tweeted this from behind bars. I was too innocent and too gay, he put gay in capital letters, to deserve a pardon from Trump. I only mattered to Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media posts. (laughs) Boy, were we all stupid to believe he actually stood for equal justice. (laughs) His corrupt friends all come first. I'm over here like did you expect anything 
less than that, bro? <laughs> Did you expect anything less? Take your limo, take your hairstylist, take your um bullshit at back to whatever prison that is giving you Wi-Fi access because a pardon you will not receive. My boy, get the fuck out. Back to cell block D as in dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was too gay. (laughs) Nigga, no, it's not that. It's it's not that. It ain't that. Yeah, you thought your white privilege and your white skin was going to get you out. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. Well, who is benefiting from white privilege these days is a Capitol Hill rioter. And you know what? I really should Google her name. Let me take the time out to do that real quick. So her name is Riley June Williams. She is 22 and she stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop with the intention of selling it to Russian intelligence officers. So she has been released on house arrest. Of course she has. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. So they're... I always talk about Khalif Browder because he's always going to be my example of black people being imprisoned and don't need to be and how the effects are on their life. Khalif Browder was jailed for three years in Rikers Island for allegedly stealing a backpack that he never stole. He never stole. You were caught on camera. You were caught redhead. That's how you got arrested. But now you're out on house arrest. The actual article title says the Capitol Hill rioter who allegedly stole House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's laptop with the intention of selling it to Russian intelligence officers has been released on house arrest. If she was black, it would have said Shaquisha James, who rioted the Capitol and stole House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's laptop with the intention of selling it to Russian intelligence officers, has been killed at the Capitol, has been sentenced to 10 years in jail. I'm so fucking sick of y'all, for real. Like, y'all can really, what what our girls say in the beginning of the show, eat a dick. Because I, you know what? I hope you bitches' days are over. Our boy Joe been signing a lot of shit into law. Yep. And I'm like, he ain't fucking with you bitches, and I'm not either. I hope when all of this shit is said and done, you actually get the sentence that you deserve. You're a terrorist. On top of being a rioter. Because to me, when Black Lives Matter people protest, don't call us rioters. Because when we protest, we're going out there with the intention to shake some shit up. You bitches came out there to tear some shit up, literally. Literally. You wanted to cause chaos. You wanted to kill people. You wanted to get people killed. Stupid ass bitch. We go out with the purposes of being, or with the purpose, excuse me, of being peaceful and then y'all come out and incite violence onto us and then it becomes uh you know a violent you know we was out there being violent and prote- being violent protesters and then you got Sally Sue from uh the Cracker Barrel who done came out down to DC stole Nancy Pelosi's go- stole government property and this lady get house arrest this is not a federal crime I'm I'm confused. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be Dana. Couldn't be Shaquisha James. 
Couldn't be none of us. Cause baby, we still a piece of bubble gum at the damn corner store. And that's life with no parole. <laughs> like, and you telling me y'all can break into the into the capital of the United States, <laughs> steal government property, steal stuff, and then get on house arrest. Like Y'all have to see, I know I keep saying this every show, but we are just not the same. And it's not even funny. I just don't have any other, I, I can't do anything else but laugh at this point because I don't know what else to do. Like, it's clear that we're not the same and y'all are just, I mean, just so privileged. I mean, it must be, <laughs> must be nice, sis. That's all I can say. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Um, stupid asshole sitting up here looking like Jeffrey Dahmer in this goddamn <laughs> prison photo fuck you who else can eat a dick this you know what this whole water cooler can really eat a dick (laughs) um my pillow ceo says activists are pressuring stores to drop products um and cancel him for supporting 45 nigga duh um next Little Bow Wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, y'all boy, Little Bow Wow came out this week and said that he is going to do one more highly anticipated album and name the tracks after women he's been with, including Black China. And Keisha Cole. Speaking of, during the versus battle last night, this nigga was in the comments talking about uh, Keisha Cole was never late when he called. Bow Wow, you are the weakest, corniest, lamest, dumbest, so attention-seeking, look at me, look at me, and you're nobody to look at, ass nigga. Like, I am just really tired of hearing your mouth. Shut the fuck up. Aren't you tired of grasping onto the lapels of fame off of bullshit and lies and DF Z-list ass bitches that you have fucked? Get, retire. Retire. You know what? You can retire. You worked your best years in your youth, and now you can retire. You can shut the fuck up, sit back somewhere, and be quiet. Because let me just tell you. Let me let me just tell you something. It's a secret. It's a secret. Come close. Come close. Nobody, nobody is waiting for a little bow wow album in twenty twenty one. Maybe those niggas in Houston. <laughs> Say it, but, but nobody say it in nobody nobody is waiting for an album from you bro man I don't know what focus group you and your team can do <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what 30 people I don't know what 30 people y'all got together this focus group I don't know what, <laughs> what I don't know what 20 female said yes we are definitely highly anticipating this album and what five people said maybe possibly ain't nobody checking for bow wow we was checking for you in 2002 oh that rhymed hey we was checking for you in 2002 that's how your rhyme sound actually that's how he rapped 
<laughs> Bow Wow, go on somewhere. Nobody ain't thinking about you. The the most the probably you did have a a a person, and that was Sierra. And you Sierra is so unbothered. You better not even try to come for her, because we all trying to. We all was praying the prayer of the prayer. Everybody wants to see her prayer. But wouldn't it be how do you he doesn't even realize how fucking lame you sound? Like all of these yes. women are moved on, married, kids. Like, what is the point of this other than uh, like I said, look at me, look at me, look yep. at me. A pick me, he is a pick me, uh he a pick me dude. Like pick me, pick me. Because at this point, nobody cares. You should have did that a long time ago. Like nobody cares about black China. Nobody cares. Like it like you said, people have moved on, married, got kids. Like, boy, ain't nobody checking for you. That focus group is dead. I'm done with you, Bow Wow. <laughs> go on back to Houston. Uh, you can't go back there because the mayor mad at you. So, child, I don't know what you're going to do. You can grow up hip hop and <laughs> go to hell. Not grow up hip hop. Huh. So. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, friend. Mm. All right. So earlier this week, a blogger put out a fake news story saying that Meg The Stallion has dropped all charges against, damn, what's his name? Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Girl. I, I told I told you he was gonna go into the pits of hell, and I, I don't <laughs> care about the thing. I don't even remember your name, Tory Lanez. Um, a, fa- a a blogger. I forgot who the blogger was, but anyway, the shit blew up on Twitter. Meg came out pissed off, as she rightfully should be, saying, "Y'all can't tell when shit is fake news." She posted this on Twitter. Y'all still don't see an abuser picking with me. The first court date got pushed back because of the inauguration, but I can't wait until the motherfucking facts come out. Bitch, you shot me and my story not changing and bitch, you going to jail and Meg. Energy. That's what I'm on, sis. Fuck him. Honestly, when I first saw that the, this blogger misreport that she had dropped the charges, I was really disappointed. Because I was thinking about all the little girls that have been in domestic violence situations that would probably do the same and who have done the same. But I'm glad that Meg came out and cleared the record. It's forever fuck Tory Lanez over here. What is the status of his bitch ass deportation? That's what I'm that's what I'm concerned about. Like, why are you still over here? Why aren't you over in Canada, Ma? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he was uh I forgot he was Canadian, actually. Girl, I just made that whole accent up. But anyway, yeah, get the fuck back over the lakes or whatever is se- separating Canada from the United States. Girl. <laughs> I just, I'm over you and leave Megan alone. You know what's really disheartening is that we have not seen a whole, whole lot of industry Black men, men in general, stand up for Meg. And she's constantly having to defend herself, defend her testimony, defend her position. I saw niggas online talking about how how he shoot her and she was at the club twerking the next day. Nigga, what is where did you what what hotel group on Facebook is you in getting this <laughs> information? Shut the fuck up. All of y'all can 
What did our girl say? Eat a dick. Baby, look. Y'all, have, we have to protect black women all 2021. We should have been doing it. We should have been doing it. But still, like Megan said, she even tweeted. She was tweeting about you. Like, y'all talk so much about protecting black women. But here you guys have an opportunity to protect Megan, stand up for her, at least. in the Because it's like all y'all people, in, all y'all cancel culture people that get on Twitter and act with y'all Twitter fingers and act like y'all are the, the, uh, the kings and queens of the world and I'm going to cancel you. Like, like y'all sit down, like y'all have an opportunity to, you know, do some in the Twitter comments other than like trying to cancel people and support Meg. Like at this point, leave this lady alone, let the courts do what they need to do. And just let, let that go and let her deal with that. Cause that's traumatic. And she's even said that that's traumatic. Yeah, I can't imagine going through something like that and then having to live it publicly. Like, a lot of people was on Rihanna for not wanting to participate, but I can damn, I can see why. You get, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, people are never satisfied. People are never satisfied. With the decisions that you choose to make for your life, which is really fucked up. But um, much person, Meg, girl, we love you. I stand behind you a thousand percent, regardless of what you try to do. I believe you. And I hope that your abuser gets his just due. Fuck him. So this week was the inauguration. Okay. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) First Lady Michelle said, drip too hard. Okay. What? I was drowned off the wave sis came out with her first of all can we talk about the looks because you know i'm all about the looks they all looked like neapolitan ice cream realness everybody was dressed in complete monochrome yeah everybody served like it was just it was a total fashion moment which i was just here for but Anessa and I were actually in a meeting during the inauguration, so we didn't get to see see everything. But yeah, it was think? it was super 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 dope. Michelle said, "I did not come to play with you, hoes. I am serving." This is what a real former first lady steps in, looking like walking through. Okay, like baby, she came in serving in her maroon with that hair bouncing just got that new silk press do you hear me yes hair yes <laughs> shout out to her hairstylist um who, who, who did her hair who, or who does her hair michelle obama i'm sorry first lady michelle obama former first lady michelle obama right she is the epitome of first class do you hear me and president yes. obama he is just you know he the man i be looking like the man when i walk through okay like <laughs> like no the inauguration was super dope and this is like finally i feel like we finally have some decency and order you know taking place don't it feel good like i really woke up in on the inauguration day like mm, when i wake up in the morning love okay my bill with shit bitch i was like it's gonna be a lovely day, a lovely and, day. okay <laughs> But shout out to President Joe, okay? He has been in the White House rolling back 
pretty much every Trump um, executive order, just signing shit back, signing shit in place. He put an executive max mandate. He on this student loan shit. Um, some other stuff I noted, but I forgot to include in my notes here today. But um, shout out to President Joe. Um, just a reminder to everybody. We know, we know that Joe Biden is not some type of, you know, political Batman who's here to save the day. And we're all going to be happy and satisfied once, you know, all of this is done. We know what happened in the past and all that stuff. But we are just fucking happy that 45 is no more. What 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 our boy Ply say? Ain't no Trump be. Ah, <laughs> with them new chiclet teeth. Okay, girl, Ply's fine now. Yeah, I'm gonna go is. ahead and hit that follow button. Okay. Cause um, he is looking real good these days. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Shoot, shoot your shot, friend. Shoot your shot. I'm I'm gonna slide in his DMs and and, and be on the request to help. <laughs> <laughs> you are ignorant not on the request tab please accept <laughs> please accept this request of me okay. on my play sliding in to come and okay. save the day plies. okay so anyway some white man and we know he white because they ain't showing his picture but he was arrested at the capitol um I'm sorry, not at the Capitol. He was arrested at the inauguration grounds trying to plan an attack. Uh, So fuck you. Because you were trying to kill other service members and that ain't cool. Um, And that's it. So I just want to end the water cooler by saying rest in peace to baseball legend Hank Aaron. He passed away earlier this morning. This is Friday. Today is Friday. At the age of 86. So rest in peace to a legend. This man was the epitome of breaking barriers, breaking ground. Him and Jackie Robinson really broke a lot of barriers and paved the way for a lot of Black, well, not a lot, all of the Black MLB and and all the minority MLB, for sure. So um, rest in peace to a legend. He got all these death threats and shit when he broke. What's that white man name? I don't know nobody's name. (laughs) What's that white man name? No, I don't know. Girl, he was Babe Ruth. He broke Babe Ruth's record Mm. and uh, got all of these threats when he was about to break the record telling him he better not hit no more home runs and yeah Hank Aaron was like fuck y'all niggas and still went ahead broke the record and made black American history so rest in peace we love you thank you for your contribution to us to our lives and to the culture amen rest in peace So that's all we have for the water cooler. Let's take a break. All right, y'all. Well, we have entered the stairwell and it is time to scream. All right. So if you have any black at work stories, if you have any concerns, any fuck yous, whatever it is, send them to us here at blackatworkpod at gmail.com. You can write in anonymously on our website, blackatworkpod.com or hit us up on social media at blackatworkpod everywhere. Our first stairwell letter comes from Betty. 
Betty says, I am so fed up with my old, white, balding, degenerate of a supervisor attempting to assert his control. He barely checks in and only wants to communicate to reprimand me. Little does he know that I am the one and will always get in that ass via email professionally, of course. Okay. So I signed up for a training two weeks in advance and sent him an email letting him know. I have attended two trainings in the year. I've been employed and need to attend more this year to renew my credentials. This colonizer wants to send back an email stating that I need to ask him before I sign up for any trainings. Uh, for what? You barely a supervisor and I let you know way before the training took place. Then this Friday, I called in sick halfway through the workday and he has something smart to say and misspelled my name in the emails. Like I said, he got the right one. And since I am working from home, I feel the need to be more petty than usual. This white man got one more time to be in my inbox with some smart shit because they don't know I will quit a job in a minute. I am always willing to be flexible and do the work nobody wants. But when I assert boundaries to any of these colonizers, to any of these colonizers, then it's an issue. Lord, I am working towards being self-employed and I feel like this job is giving me the push I need. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Girl, that's when you hit his ass with the per my last email, Stan, or whatever the fuck your name is. Girl, first of all, it was so much disrespect in the way he came at you. You do not have to... Well, first of all, what type of company policy is that where I have to tell you when I sign up for voluntary training? The fuck? Don't try to flex your white dick over here. I'm not the one or the two or the three, the four, the five. You got the right one, bitch. And you will get cussed the fuck out coming at me. Like you said, professionally, though. Um, Yeah, I don't like Stan. I just gave him a name. I don't like Stan. <laughs> I I don't like how he came at you. That's so disrespectful. I, I don't, I really, really want to steer clear of us telling people, you need to go to HR. You need to go to HR. But if he talks to you like that again, I would just put that, that little email away in my little, pa- my little file folder because that was passive aggressive, very microaggressive for him to blatantly mispronounce or I'm sorry, misspell your name when it's clearly written there in the email. He had to spell your name right to put it in the goddamn email, bitch. You know how to spell my fucking name. Oh, I just, you know, white men, y'all really irk my soul. What you got, Anessa? Girl, as much as he bucking up at you, like I keep saying, we giving these white folks at our jobs, the same energy that they are giving us. I, I I buck right back up at him. Actually, I'll give him a call. Uh, and then if you don't answer, I'm going to send him an IM. Hey, I just called you. Give me a call back and I'm going to tell you how I feel. Like, you're not going to sit up here and talk to me crazy. And then blatantly, he did that on purpose, misspell your name. Like, I don't like, that's the, that's the thing that's pissing me off the most, honestly. Because you did that shit on purpose. Yeah, he did that. He did that on purpose to be petty. But I, I like you said, you got the right one because I'm the one and I'll be petty right back at you. And why do these jobs feel like they have to micromanage and hover over and look at everything that we're doing on a day to day basis? I don't need you telling me when I need to do a training or not. What is to do with you i'm making sure that nothing. My stuff, nothing let me manage my desk 
I was hired for a reason. I know how to manage my desk. I know how to, I know how to prioritize my time. I am not a five-year-old. I don't need to be micromanaged. Like I should not have to ask anybody unless, okay, you work at a, only thing I can think of is, think of is if you work at a call center and you know you got to go in after call work or something because you're not taking calls but I mean if I'm that don't even make sense like boy but I feel like he's just trying to be very controlling and overbearing for just for like Dana said he he a white man who is a fun dude no (laughs) 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 yeah like he's pissing me off I'm sick of him so Girl, like I'm saying, keep keep the same energy. Give these white people they same energy back. Because what they gonna do, sis? And just like you said, you do the job, you do the work that nobody wants, and I'm sure you're a high performer. So what they gonna do? They ain't gonna fire you. You don't have a reason to fire me. So yeah, Stan, you can go to hell on that. I don't like that at all. And if you if you do decide to take it to HR, I will make it very clear that I am extremely uncomfortable and I feel extremely microaggressed by this nigga you have his ass flagged in a minute fuck him right i am in a hostile i feel like i'm working in a hostile working environment a hostile when you put that hostile on there they oh, 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 look, let's try to fix it let's try to fix it yeah tell them i'm in a hostile working environment bitch period we here for you <laughs> we here for you miss betty <laughs> all right well our next stairwell stairwell letter comes from help my auntie is a trump supporter <laughs> why i say it like a sos help <laughs> my auntie is a trump supporter okay she says my auntie is a pastor and she used to have a decent sized congregation since covid and her increasing radical views about trump she really don't have a huge membership no more back in the day i used to play keyboard at her church when i was in college For real, for real, that's really where I got my confidence to play for money. So I feel like I owe her. Last March, I lost my job. I'm sorry. Last March, I lost my job because of the pandemic. And around July, I had to move back to my home state. Ever since last July, she'd been asking me to come play at her church. My excuse was the pandemic at first. She was one of the few churches that was open through the pandemic. What? I'm sorry. And nobody ever shut her down, not even the city. I bet you can guess where we live, LOL. (laughs) Anyways, these days I've been telling her I'm busy with school, in parentheses, parentheses, she put a lie, and I can't come play for her. I haven't found a job since I've been home, and things are getting rough. She's offering $600 a week at this point, but I don't know if I want to support her or her church because I strongly disagree with her viewpoints. I see my auntie really hit rock bottom in her personal life as well because of her beliefs. All her sermons, at least the ones I've seen on Facebook Live, has been a bunch of Trump BS. Don't nobody want to hear that? Should I take the job playing at her church to support her, even though I'm not feeling the messages she delivers, but I need the money? This is not near the money I was making at my old church where I used to live, but it's going to be enough to meet my basic needs. I just don't know how long I'm going to be able to sit through her bullshit. WWJD LOL which if y'all don't know what would you just do LOL is that the end yeah that's the end the end was WWJD LOL hmm man that's a tough one especially since you need money sis like oh that's a tough one because 
I I personally would not work for someone whose beliefs do not align with mine. But shit, I probably already do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Fortune 500 company is not, you know, so, so happy that they're going to have to pay hell and more taxes now. So, oh, that is a tough one. You know what? If you do take the job, though, anytime she gets to talking that Trump ass shit, I hit her with that organ. Dun, dun, dun. So don't nobody hear her ass. <laughs> Take the money. <laughs> Girl, you are petty alone. Right, for real. They're going to be like, it ain't even the climax of the, of the sermon yet. Why are we already here in the Oregon? <laughs> I will drown that bitch. I mean, oh, I'm sorry to call your auntie a bitch. <laughs> but I would drown her message out <laughs> with an organ. Okay. Girl, the organ gonna be playing. She's gonna look back like, no, no, not yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, that is a tough one. But for me, not that tough. Honestly, if you needed the money, like Dana was saying, we have to do stuff that we don't want to do all the time. Like we 99% I'm sure that we work for Trump supporters like no doubt about it um you can tell you can just tell you can tell the energy but we have to do you know we have to do what we have to do and if you need the money and this lady paying you $600 a week girl put in your airpods and okay play some Erica Campbell or some Leandria Johnson or whatever you got to do while she's preaching like you know what I'm saying we all of course I'm not gonna say hate hate is a strong word lord but we strongly dislike trump um but you know people have different views and i mean honestly you can sit through her bs and just be looking at her like girl bye and like dana said play that organ every time <laughs> but i would definitely uh err on the side of get your coin sis and forget what she's talking about she can't change her views and if that's how she feel if that's what she thinks then let her think it as long as you getting your check because that's yeah. all i feel that's about twenty four hundred dollars of uh, Trump money a month. I would take it. What? I take it and donate it to Black Lives Matter if I ain't need it. <laughs> I'm just playing, but nah, for real. All you gotta do for real is when she start getting real heavy in that shit is just start playing some John P. Key and shout her ass right off the pulpit. <laughs> Girl, that is so funny to me. You got to insert some organ sounds. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, good luck, sis. Let us write us back and let us know how that goes. Let us know if you took the job or not, because I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to know. Well, those are all of our stairwell letters, but. This week, we actually have a grievance letter. So if you have any grievances, heartaches, whatever it is, girl, <laughs> send them to us. Y'all know the spiel. Y'all know what to do. So this week's grievance is titled Year End Reviews. Hey, coworkers. <laughs> Hey, coworkers, love the show, a long-time listener, first-time submitter. Okay, so boom, I'm just going to get to the meat and potatoes. I have a love-hate relationship with year-end reviews, and while I enjoy getting feedback about how well I am doing, I am 
so sick of being told it seems as though I am uninterested at work. Well, because I am now. Nah, that was me. But <laughs> I am a okay. person. <laughs> I am a person who is very social and personable outside of work or in settings that don't have work stuff at work. Although I am involved with different employee resource groups. Again, that's in a situation where we aren't talking about day to day work stuff. When it comes to doing my work and getting results, that's all I'm about. I'm not looking for friends. I'm just interested in making money. It's very frustrating when I keep getting reviews that say, you're so intelligent, easy to work with, quick learner, and very tech savvy. But when it comes to engaging, you seem uninterested or passive. We have daily meetings on top of other meetings with our business partners and IT team that only last 15 minutes. And pretty much if you don't have anything of importance to add, you just pretty much sit there and listen on the call. And opportunity for growth, she puts in quotations, is that I should be more present and announce my presence on these calls. It's rough. It's roughly 20 to 30 people on the calls with 15 minutes of time available. Why do I need to say anything? It's sort of like I'm getting unfairly judged because I choose not to engage unless I have something significant to add. I have a laid back, reserved, if you will, personality at work, and I will never be a brash, in your face, super assertive person. That's not me, and it will never be. Part of my disinterest stems from the fact that I get bored easily and I need to be challenged. But when I've brought that to the attention to the powers that be, they just brush me off and say they will give me other projects, blah, blah, blah. My education and experience already isn't being utilized to its full potential like it should, but I do what I can and will make some moves when the time is right. In the meantime, I'm just failing to understand how my personality or lack thereof at work is starting to take precedence over my actual work performance, which has never been a problem. Thanks for letting me air my grievances. My grievances stay black and beautiful. T. <laughs> I have so much to say, but I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. If I seem like I'm an interested bitch, that's because I am. What don't you... We don't have to perk up and be you bitches as cheerleaders at work. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. If I'm doing my work, if I'm showing up, if I'm this great employee that y'all are saying, why are you finding shit to complain about? Everybody is not some in your face ass bitch. Leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> God. You know what? This reminds me of when Walmart decided to take their talents to Germany, right? And you know, in Walmart, they teach their associates, well, not, not in my neighborhood. Okay, but they supposed to be smiling and walking around and shit and, and telling you have a nice day. <laughs> but anyway, when they took that shit to Germany and was teaching all of these Germans to smile and be happy when niggas walk in the door. Yeah, well, first of all, the Germans found it weird that niggas was so fucking pleasant for no reason. And Walmart just didn't last over there because of the culture. We Black Americans have a culture. We have a language. We have a culture. We are just not into you bitches at work. We don't come to work to make friends. Some of us do. I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to put the whole blanket over us. But if we're not that type of person, just leave us the fuck alone. Ugh. I can so relate to this grievance because actually at our job, I received the same type of review when Big Bird 
was our team lead. They were like, you know, you do a great job. Your performance is great, but we really would like for you to engage more and talk more and say more, blah, 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 blah. Dana knows I don't give a damn about this job. I don't give a damn about y'all. I do not care. (laughs) I don't want to be here. Honestly, I'm just here to get a check, sis. White people, what part of, it is not my job to come here and do my job, do it well, and then coddle you and make you feel some type of way because what's going on at home or what you got going on with Bill and what you got going on with your kids that are fuck you mom and all of that. I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't help you with that. So I'm not here to be like Dana said, a cheerleader. I'm not here to be on here being fake. And if you could be an animal, what would it be before a meeting? If you could be a cereal and what type of milk <laughs> would you like to pour in your cereal? I don't give a damn about these opener questions. Let's get to the shit. That's part of why some of y'all and y'all got these incompetent people on the team because they want to figure out what type of milk they want in their damn cereal. Know how to fill out a fucking offer letter. <laughs> Are you getting personal? <laughs> nerves like you want us to you we go above and beyond it's like y'all take and take and take and take you want us to breastfeed your children you want us to go out and you know clean up your house you want us to go out pregnant and pick cotton and look happy while doing it and look i can't do it all like Y'all have to stop this. Like, what more do you want from me? Like Tyree said, girl, I am here for it. I want to come here, do my job and go home. I have a life outside of here. Learn how to get you one outside of here. I have no interest in what you guys have going on. And that's on period. So I'm glad we ain't alone. And that's definitely a grievance. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on, but I I feel you 100%. (laughs) You definitely feel her. But yeah, it's not your it's not your job to babysit their asses or make yeah. them feel comfortable um, by putting on a funny disposition because it makes them feel comfortable. That's why they want you to do it because right. it makes them feel comfortable. It makes them feel like, oh, she's so happy to be here, and you're not this quiet, quote unquote, threatening black person or whatever the fuck. Like, fuck them. Keep doing what you're doing at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, too mad bro girl I'm so mad but anyways love that um well if you have <laughs> any um stairwell letters or grievances or black work stories or anything comments concerns advice you need let us know here at black at work pod um hit us up everywhere y'all it's time for the break room it's the break room. It's the break room. What your break do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What your break room? It's the break room. Well, y'all, baby, look, I have so much stuff to say in this break room, but look, let's start off with this Ashanti and Keisha Cole versus. 
Lord Jesus. It's a Baby, let's unpack this, okay? First of all, friend, I know you was watching because we was text we was texting each other, sending up each other voice memos, but let's just start off with Keisha was late. Okay. We waited a good hour and a half before she came on. Then she comes on and her energy and attitude was just totally off. Was it just me or did y'all also notice that? She was definitely pissed. Ashanti was like all excited, like right before it was happening. Yeah, my girl Casey, she on the way. Da, 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 da. I'm so excited. Then Keisha Cole come up in here. She sits down. She don't say, I'm sorry, y'all. I was in traffic. I was feeding my, I was still breastfeeding my baby. Like nothing. She was just like, she sat down and was like, let's get the show started. Keisha, I don't know if your baby daddy made you mad right before the show, but sis, it, it, it was the energy. Like I was so excited for this versus it was highly anticipated. We were waiting. We've been waiting for it for, we've been waiting for it. feels like for two months, Ashanti got COVID. Then we finally get it. And you come up in there with low energy. Yeah, that was a waste of time, I feel, for Keisha. Okay, so her DJ, who was horrible, came out and said that she actually had an attitude because her camera was blurry. They didn't have the sound right. She was there on time. She just, they what was the delay was them getting her sound and shit right. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I agree with you. She should have at least came out and say, you know what? I'm sorry, y'all, for having y'all wait. But what irritated me was that good sis stayed out there for a good 38 minutes before she was like, yeah, let's take a break. Bitch, you just got to work. A break? Sis, I, I was like, I know we not taking a break. You just got here. Why are we already taking a break? You've already wasted two hours of everybody's time. Like, Ashanti was sitting up here holding it down, singing songs that ain't her songs for an hour. Girl, sitting up there with one point, girl, <laughs> sitting up there with 1.1 million people just looking at her. Like, what are you talking about? Let's take a break. And... You know, that that DJ that came out and was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. You know what you were saying? Um, she was there the whole time. She was there on time. The the screen was blurry. We couldn't hear their side. I don't know about none of that. But still, like, your energy was totally off, sis. We've been waiting for this. And, and that's how you come in there. I feel like Ashanti was a super trooper because, first of all, Keisha Cole went over time in every song. Miss, this is not your show. This is both of y'all show. Why are you playing the whole four minute and 35 seconds of each of your songs? You could tell Ashanti was frustrated. Like, and then after the break, Keisha Cole got the nerve to be like, I'm about to go first. All confident. I'm going first. Ashanti said, did you, did you see the argument between them? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> No, ma'am, because when they went on break, I did too. I oh. took my ass right upstairs and went to black ass bed. Man, that DJ was up and talking about, y'all don't go nowhere. We coming back. Nigga, please. I, I already been waiting out here for three hours. Three six minutes. Hours. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all, y'all tripping. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, 
I didn't sit, I didn't, I couldn't tell you who won that versus honestly, because what I saw was like, I'm not going to say trash because I really appreciate, I really appreciated Ashanti's energy and her just being, like you said, a super trooper and just being super sweet. And I don't know, she just, she just was a sun, she was a sunshine on a cloudy day in that versus, but yeah. Man, I felt like the audio was terrible. The DJ was terrible. I was over the fact that Keisha was super late. And what y'all did the first half was not enough for me to come back after y'all's little break. I decided to go ahead and just enjoy the Versus playlist that Apple Music has put together um, for you ladies. And I'm satisfied with that. Uh, Based on that playlist, Keisha won. But I did wake up and see on Twitter that a lot of folks felt Ashanti won. What you think? No, I definitely feel like, I feel like to me, Ashanti, like I said, she was a trooper. She hung in there last night when it came to her tolerance dealing with Keisha Cole, because Keisha Cole was just totally off. But music wise, Keisha won. Like Keisha, her, her hits are, I mean, Ashanti has his, no doubt about it. And she, her, the first half, I feel like Ashanti came with songs. I'm like, Ashanti, what are these songs? But the next half, she came with all her, her really, you know, really good hits. I feel like the, I feel like the second half should have been in the beginning or how it should have gone the, the whole time. So, um, Keisha, you, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, but anyways. Um, yeah, it, <clears throat> the only thing else I have to say about it is that I agree with everybody's sentiment that it was so disappointing. Like we was expecting yeah. Brandy versus Monica part two. Right. It really could have been that, but there was so many things wrong. First of all, both of the ladies looked great. I didn't really like Keisha's outfit. Um, I didn't think that she could breathe, but that's what you're supposed to look like in the corset. Um, so no judgment there, but I thought they looked beautiful. They both have the catalogs, but I didn't like how the set, the stage was set up. Ciroc and Doritos won the night. I, it was, it was just, it, it, it I, I don't know. I feel I, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. It, it, I agree. It was very disappointing. It was highly anticipated, unlike Bow Wow's supposed album. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, like you said, it, it it was just overall disappointing, especially when that girl came up in there acting like that. And then it was just, it was a mess. But Keisha Cole's sister also said that she didn't. So you saw Keisha brought out OT Genesis because I guess they got into it. <laughs> yes, they got into it. So she brought him out and Keisha Cole's sister. I don't know if y'all remember her from the reality show, but she was, she did not agree with that. She came on Instagram today and was like, I am not here for that because supposedly OT Genesis claimed that he sold their mom, Frankie, their mother, Frankie crack. So she was like, that was disrespectful for you to bring on a dude that said that claimed he sold our mom crack. Hmm. Um, So it, I feel like Keisha took a, a major L like at the end of the day, Ashanti won just by her. Like you said, her whole, she was just such a sweetheart last night and she mm-hmm. won just by that alone. <laughs> like she hung in there. So um, Keisha, I feel like everybody looking at her like, mm. anyways, well, there is some contra, <laughs> there is some controversial music that came out this week. Y'all starting off with Danny Lay. Now, mm. If you, <laughs> if you like me, I only know Danny Lay because of Chris Brown. Okay. She had the song Easy with Chris, the remix with Chris Brown. So 
Danny Lay is receiving backlash over a new song. She came on Instagram and sampled for us on on Instagram. Not sure what the name of it is. All I know is the song says, Yellow Bone is what he won't. Okay, let me read y'all. So she posted, Yellow Bone, that's what he won't. And then she received all this backlash on Twitter, on IG. She said, why I can't make a song for my light-skinned baddies? Why y'all think I'm hating on other colors when there are millions of songs speaking on all types? Why y'all so sensitive and take it personal? God damn. So, hmm. so Elisa Rain responded, which I thought was our sentiment, a lot of our sentiments. She says certain things are expected from these male rappers, but I'm shocked a woman's still doing this in 2021. Honestly, anybody that's been in America more than two hours should know that's a touchy subject. But then again, we shouldn't expect a person who isn't even black, red bone or chocolate to understand how it's offensive. Red bones are lighter toned black women, by the way, not Hispanic, but go off mommy and laid up with a dark skinned man with a dark, with dark skinned kids from dark skinned mothers. Make it make sense. But and then she, she tried to, you know, come back saying, you know, y'all are sensitive. I'm black. I'm Dominican. I'm white. Sound like you every woman, but that still don't make it okay that you sitting up here. And I feel like it's a shot towards uh, the baby's baby mama because like she was saying the baby's baby mama is, is dark skin I feel like she's trying to throw shade at her I don't know but it, it was in poor taste what you think Dana <laughs> girl okay <laughs> I, I, I have to reset because I, I have I have a lot of stuff to say and I hope I don't forget all my comments here but Danny you are out of order okay you are not black the internet streets pulled receipts on your DNA and determined that you were not black. Like Good Sis said, light skin is a term used for black women who are lighter complected, not other races. And you, ma'am, are other races. First of all, the song is trash. I don't know if any of you guys ever even heard it. Fuck the lyrics. Like, even if it was boppy, I would admit that. But the song itself just sounds terrible. It it sounds Mm -hmm. like it was (sighs) produced by my 15-month-old twins. (laughs) Okay? We got Noah on the track looking ass. Like... It it just sounds horrible. (laughs) It just sounds horrible. That's number one. It's not a good song. It's not even produced good. I I mean, I guess with the clip, you can't really tell, but you can. And your message is trash. You are not black. You you, You can't occupy this space. Okay, we already have a problem with light skin Keisha calling herself light skin Keisha. We don't like it. Like, why does anything have why does anything have to be about your complexion or how less black you are than the next person? In 2021, we're not doing the colorism shit. So I'm so glad that the internet set your dumb ass down like they should have. Because you like I said, you're not black, so you can't occupy that space. Girl, the baby got her on some type of high horse because he giving her some good good for her to be able to think she can come out and be doing that and then be like oh well y'all can't cancel me i can't be canceled like girl first of all don't know we already don't know you sis so you need to tread lightly if you want to keep a job if you want to keep money coming in (laughs) 
Chris Brown helped your career. Like, that's the only reason why I know you, honestly. Um, and I haven't heard a hit from you since. And like Dana said, the, the song is trash. Like, if you was going to get some, if you was going to stir up some controversy or be a pick me uh, girl, you could have came out with something better than that. Yeah, it should have been your hottest track ever. I Right. Or, what are y'all doing in the pandemic? Did y'all get rid of all of y'all publicists? Anybody that counsels you or lets you know, like, hey, maybe this is not a good idea. Like the time that you conceptualize the song to you recording it, to you putting it out, you have, you, nobody said, oh, no, sis, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. And like Anissa said, if you put this out trying to get some attention, you got it, boo. You got it. And people have a right to not want to fuck with you no more. I don't even know you. <laughs> and I'm not fucking with you. And and just and just to clarify, I am not in any way saying that Dominicans are not black. I know that's a huge thing in our culture. Some people say that they're considered black. Some people are, are don't, but they are descendants of Africans when y'all finish talking. Um, whether they claim black or not, you know, that's up to them. I'm not saying that, but Danny Lee, Danny Lay, whatever her name is. Girl, whatever the name is. Good, good sis is white. She is white. Really, really white. She ain't black. She got what, 3% Nigerian? Because I saw her the DNA test thing that they pulled, um, oh, that she no. posted. She only 3% Nigerian and 31% Dominican. Everything else is white. You are white, sis. You know what? It pains me. It pains me that we are the most popular, most sought after, most coveted group of people. Every fucking body wants to be us from the Asians, from the Hispanics. All these people want to say niggas so bad. They want to be in our space. They want to occupy our culture. They want in, but they don't really want to be black. They don't know what it is to be black. Danny Lay, I'm not going to say I hope your career is over after this. It probably won't. A bunch of niggas will probably keep you floating, you know, after this, but I hope this was a real good wake-up call for you, um, little white girl, and uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, stay in a child's place, stay in a white woman's what? place. Stay in a white woman's place. This is not your scene. You're not light-skinned. You are white. And you've heard it here first. Danny Lay is white. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other, um, if you got a third a drop of black in you, then that consider you black. <laughs> Drake Girl. said, if anybody cares, y'all know I love Drake. Drake said he's not coming out with an album, unlike Bow Wow and his highly anticipated album that he got from his focus group. <laughs> you just gonna keep bragging on this <laughs> Drake said he's not, y'all know, Drake was supposed to come out with an album 2021 January, but Drake said he's not coming out with an album this month because of his recovery. Drake, I don't know what happened to you and your leg, but my brother, whatever you got going on, I'm gonna need you to come out with, with something on some take care type of stuff because this last stuff that you've been putting out, it has not, it, I'm not gonna say trash, but it, it has not been that good. So we giving you another, I don't know how many months, you said you was coming out with something in 2021. So however many months, more months you got, I'm gonna need you to come out with something that's worth, wow, that's worth us, getting our uh, hot girl summer on without mask, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It is it's the fact that this nigga is just a regular nigga and tore his ACL like he played basketball or some shit. Like, what was you doing? What was you doing what to tear your ACL? We'll never know. Right. <laughs> some weird shit. Exactly. <laughs> knowing him, knowing Aubrey, he was um, probably. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I wasn't one of the ones that was holding my breath for an, a, the latest Drake record. I feel like Drake's reign is probably simmering down now, especially yeah. since these Gen, these Gen Z kids and the kids that's rolling up after them, these 13 and 14 year olds, they like, Drake, he's old enough to be my grandpa. Ah! So I, <laughs> I, yeah, I think Drake's probably coming off his little roller coaster like his other compadres in Young Money. Yeah, that's so sad because that's so true. And I think Charlemagne and um, I think on his podcast, don't quote me on that. They had a conversation about that. Like, is Drake, you know, coming down from his reign, which is sad because I love Drake. But, um, you know, like you said, this gens, this new era, like we're we're starting to be the old people. You know how when you was young and you was like, oh, OK, I'm going to be. Like we're them now, <laughs> like <laughs> so. These kids don't know nothing about Drake, which is sad, but <clears throat> it is what it is. I, y'all know I'm gonna be checking for that. But Issa Rae announced that they have started filming the last season of Insecure. <laughs> oh, oh God, God, <laughs> season five. That's it. And the fans are mad, including me. I'm mad too, but she posted some commentary on her her IG story and said, the violence, y'all, y'all gotta simmer down on my sis Issa. Like the fans were saying, fuck you. We hate you for this. Just some really mean things. Like, Y'all, I think that's gonna get get y'all more seasons. Y'all right. harassing the writer, like what? <laughs> y'all, like I'm mad too, but it's not that serious, y'all. It's just a show. Like y'all probably got insecure going on in your in your real life. So <laughs> play that out. Let that play out, sis. <laughs> but don't be coming for my sis Issa Rae. But I am. Ex- I'm glad that they're filming. Filming. I'm glad that we're gonna get at least a last season. I'm super super sad, but I, I, I'm excited to see the next season. Yeah, me too. I all good things must come to an end, guys. So, so I think that the last season will be really, really good. Hopefully, and I think Issa will send us off with a, a really good season. So I'm actually highly anticipating this. I hope that y'all's last season is not like Game of Thrones <laughs> because yeah, I- that shit was trash. Uh, okay but I don't think Issa will do that to us like I'm I'm really looking forward to this yeah I need her to get pregnant get married to uh, Lawrence and they just be married <laughs> that's my yeah, I need I need the last two episodes to be y'all 10 years from now how about that oh yeah. I'm giving y'all ideas <laughs> right pay us <laughs> So Jasmine Sullivan and her announced that they would be performing the national anthem in America, the beautiful at the Super Bowl this year. So I guess this makes up for the inauguration (laughs) with Gaga and J-Lo performing, child. Oh, baby. First of all, I I am lacking the understanding of why y'all keep asking J-Lo to do things that don't require her to only dance. We don't need you to talk. We don't need you to sing. We don't need you to get loud or none of that shit. We just need you to shake your um 
Jenny from the block asks, around on the stage, give us some woos and go home. Like, you don't need to be singing for no one. Not the president, not a resident, not us. (laughs) (laughs) President of the we just want you to dance, bitch. Just dance, J-Lo. Huh. Ooh, I want to dance with somebody. Okay, just cha-cha-cha your ass right around the stage and, and get off. I am so here for Jasmine Sullivan, and I am so here for her. Like, Jasmine Sullivan is in her bag right now. She came out with this new album. Now she's being seen. She in the New, New York Times Square. I love her. So this is a big deal. Like for y'all to get some real, real soul artists in the Super Bowl. I don't care if they sing in the national anthem. Like kick it off. Kick it off for me, sis. That y'all couldn't have did anything better than uh, Jasmine Sullivan and her. So I'm excited to see that. I wasn't going to watch the Super Bowl, but I'm going to watch them too. And then I'm going to turn it off because I don't care nothing about that. So. Yeah, I'm... I'll see I'll see y'all clip of singing on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I'm not giving the NFL no views. Fuck them. <laughs> well, lastly, we're gonna talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City real quick because um y'all know Real Housewives of Atlanta is boring right now. But Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I saved y'all for last because Jen, you are crazy. And the fact that you are trying to make Heather choose between friends is very childish. Jen is trying to make Heather choose between her and Whitney because of some type of reputation that Jen is just supposedly, supposedly she got this huge reputation in Salt Lake City. Like, first of all, where the hell is Salt Who cares about Salt Lake City, Jen? And... I like Whitney. Like, don't be trying to have Heather pin. Don't be trying to pin Heather against Whitney. And you should. Jen was saying, you brought Heather into this group. So you better choose who you want to fight for. Because if so, you're going to like, girl, who are you? First of all, Jen, who are you talking to? That's number one. I have my own money. I have my own business. Again, Whitney shouldn't have brought the whole situation up about Mary, about um, Meredith and Lisa bringing up the false accusations supposedly or allegedly uh, about Mary saying that they're scared of her. Um, I mean about Mary. Yeah. About Mary saying that Lisa and Meredith are scared of her. Whitney should not have brought that up at your husband's birthday party, but sis, your marriage was already messed up and that's not on Whitney. And that's not on one night of arguing at a party. Y'all been together since college or high school or whatever. That ain't got nothing to do with Whitney. Your marriage has been fucked up since who knows. Your man don't want you. Stop taking that out on other people. And then you want to sit here and say, oh, well, you can come and talk to me about anything. My friends can talk to me about. No, we can't because every time we try to talk to you, you blow up. That is not okay. Heather, move on from Jen. Jen is not your friend. Move on from her. There, Nothing is going to stop your bag because Jen is not your friend. Stop kissing her ass and move on. Yeah, I really, and y'all know Heather is my bitch. I hate her kissing Jen's ass so bad. Jen is not the one. I feel like she's reality TV gold because she is such a mess and she does keep up so much bullshit. But I'm just, 
I'm over the antics. I don't I don't like the pick. I'm your friend. Can you y'all bitches are damn near 50. Come on. Like y'all can't give us any more interesting reality shit. Like, and then Jen, you're a sorry ass friend anyway, because you went running Meredith's business around the city. I just I Hello. just don't care for Jen. I don't care for Jen. I I said this last week. Whitney Rose has to be the most stable, sane person on the cast because she's the only person that would call somebody out on their shit, stand up to Jen, not care if Jen's mad at her, all of that shit. Like, huh, y'all are boring me with this mean girl shit. Like, I, why why are we doing this on Housewives now? Why? I don't like it. I don't like it. Y'all are grown. Yeah, and y'all are also, again, isolating Mary. You know, they invited Mary to go to Vegas um, on this. Well, we I hate didn't. Mary didn't go. She should have went. Me too. I hate Mary Dingo. I feel like she shouldn't have let that stop her because it's like, girl, you're on the show as well. Like you need to, you know, you need and to. And we tired of seeing you in your closet and in the kitchen making <laughs> smoothies. That's all girl, you fucking do. All she does, like they're going to kick you off the show, sis. Like get a backbone. I mean, she has a backbone. I feel like, you know, she, Jen's scared of her. Jen's um, envious of her. Jen wants to be her because Jen want to be black so bad. But Mary, get on the show and confront her and, you know, like be that bitch because, and put Jen in her place because you're giving her that what she wants by not showing up to things. I don't like Jen and I want, I want Heather to move on and stop kissing her ass. Same. Anyways, I was going to talk about Wendy and her brother, but I'm, I guess I'm not going to talk about this. So, well, guys, that's all I have for the break room. Okay, guys. Well, remember every Friday we have a clubhouse room for our Black at Work after work happy hour. So we want you guys to come out. It's at six o'clock Central Standard Time every Friday on Clubhouse. If we are not going to meet that week or not have a happy hour, we will let you guys know on our social media. Be sure to follow us, Black at Work Pod, everywhere. What you got, Anessa? Yeah, just thank y'all for holding it down and staying with us, sticking with us. Send us your black work stories. Send us your fuck you. Send us your grievances. All of that. We want to hear from y'all. The show is about y'all. And we love y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.